0: In the microphone. One, two, three, four,
1: five, six, eight,
0: seven, eight, nine, ten. Great!
1: Do you want to count in another language? No. Okay. No? We know how to count in French. Do you want to count
0: in. Ah. <gasps> no, no phones. No phones. No. Do you want to count in French? No. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> Hello and welcome to One Will It End. It's a movie podcast. We watch the movies and we tell you if they're good. We have um, pretty impressive guests this week, I think. <laughs> um, I'm almost ready to... Whoa, what was that? What's that? I don't know. <laughs> uh, almost ready to just maybe cancel Josh entirely because... For a movie about dads and daughters, I got us one dad and one daughter. Please um Junie, you got to stop stop eating it. Got to stop eating it. Say hi. <laughs> <laughs> Junie, now we've talked about this. This is a, an audio medium. So when you wave, no one no one can hear you. Can you say hello? <laughs> <laughs> and then we have Nick, um, pod friend since basically the beginning, and first time um, potter. Or no, no, no. You've you've potted before.
1: Have potted before. First time on this pod.
0: Wow. Yeah. Uh, we're here to talk about Totoro, of course, in the midst of the Miyazaki verse, and we uh, hopefully will get some thoughts from Junie, who is Junie. How old are you? Two. Two? Yeah. How many times have you seen Totoro?
1: Did you watch Totoro yesterday? Yes. Did you watch Totoro the day before that? Yes. Great.
0: We've watched Totoro many times. Amazing. Experts. Totoro experts. Um, so, Nick, when when was the first time that you watched Totoro? You know, I actually came to Totoro as an adult. Um, I was complaining to a friend of
1: mine who I play softball with. That all of the kids' movies just were really. I'm gonna I'm gonna try and just watch my language while we're right next to Junie. We're mm-hmm. just really big piles of garbage. Yeah. Um, and we were particularly upset because we were watching some Little Mermaid, and Junie was into that. And you know, I think I think it's already been covered in many places that that movie is really disturbing. Yeah, it's uh, good
0: that they're gonna remake it. Yes. <laughs> Definitely.
1: No. Um, Junie, I know you want to pull on those cords, but that we can't do that. That's thank you so much. And she told me about Totoro. I was like, "Well, have you ever seen? Wait, her? when was this? This was uh, this this spring, maybe? Wait,
0: you'd never seen Totoro until this spring? Yeah, I'd only wow. seen Spirited
1: Away. Oh, wow. Yeah, that was the only Miyazaki I'd seen. And um, it 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 changed my life. Honestly. The first time I watched it, cried. When I watched it a few days ago, cried. Oh, my God. Um, I've did seen you... it many, many, many times in between.
0: Great. Well, and Junie, did you cry when you watched it? Or what was your response? What was your... What did you, What did you think about Totoro? I cried. You, you cried when you watched Totoro? Yes. Yeah? What part? Um, my cheek. Oh, that's your cheek. Yeah.
1: Sometimes when Junie's really sad, she'll go, I'm sad like May. Oh, yeah. Because you remember when May cries in the movie? Yes.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Do you have a favorite part of Totoro Junie? We skip.
1: We skip usually to to the cat bus scene. Oh, my God. The
0: cat bus. You like the cat bus? Uh, Yeah. good. Would you want to ride on the cat bus? Yes. Talking to the mic. Tell. Do you want to ride on the cat bus? Yes. Great. <laughs> Which do you think the cat bus would bring you to where you want to go? Where would you take the cat bus?
1: Maybe Shrine Cemetery. That's yes. where it's going first. Okay. Yeah.
0: Would you take it maybe to...
1: The hospital to visit your mom?
0: Oh, that's right. No, that's wait. Right. We're, no, not that's where That's where um, Satsuki
1: and May take the cat bus at the yeah, end of the movie. But that's once, not where... Once May has been found.
0: That's not where... Because didn't Sienna used to work at a hospital? She worked at a, at a school for children with autism. Okay, okay, gotcha. So... Would maybe. you want to visit your mom? Take the cat bus?
1: Do you need... I have a question. How many Totoros are there? One, two. There's two Totoros, and then there are those teeny tiny little ones too, right?
0: Yes. Which do you like? Do you like the big one with the big belly and the big mouth, or do you like the little one with the bag, or do you like the medium-sized one that is? I'm not honestly sure what that one's little all about. Little one. The you one. like the little one with the bag? Acorn yes. Acorn Totoro. Yes. Yeah. What do you like about Acorn Totoro?
1: Run away. He runs away. from Yeah, May. yeah. yeah. Yes.
0: Do you see a little bit of yourself in May? Yes. Yeah, that makes sense.
1: We we see a lot of a lot of May and Junie. That's for nice. sure.
0: So that must be really interesting to see, because as you know, this podcast is almost I would say at its strongest anti dad, and uh-huh. at its uh-huh. at its yep. weakest, yep. Yep, yep, yep. it's just sort of apathetic towards dads. Yep. But here I am talking to a dad about a very dad... I have a lot to say about dad in uh-huh. this movie. Yes, me too. Um, I
1: think I think many things I love about him, several very challenging features of this day.
0: Amazing, yeah. We may get into it later once Junie goes to bed. But yeah, this is... Uh, I can see this being very emotional as... Because this is... While it's a strange movie and a weird movie, I think it nails what it's like to be a daughter... Probably. I've never been... Well, yeah, I don't think I've ever been a daughter. Yep, I have not. And and, uh, I've never been a dad either, but it's just like the first half of this movie is basically just that. Yes. What part was... What part did you find most moving?
1: Well, I mean, the entire ending sequence... Well, so when I I tell people about Totoro, one of the first things that I say is that it's a movie with very little to no conflict, um, which makes it great for watching with a child. So, Mm -hmm. like, for just to juxtapose... We sometimes watch Ratatouille. Wait,
0: what is what do you call that? What what's your
1: favorite? I watch Ratatouille.
0: What do you what's your What do you call Ratatouille? What's the rat's name? Ratatouille. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, don't you call it like Bob Rat? No. She calls it Roadie Rat. <laughs> Roadie Rat. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: Roadie Rat.
0: Yeah. So you that there's a lot of conflict in Roadie Rat.
1: So, and, and Junie will cry, like, watching Ratatouille yeah. often will be like, skip, skip, because she gets stressed. Oh, yeah. Like, within the first f- seven minutes of the movie, the old woman whose house the, you know, roadie rat lives in, mm-hmm. tries to murder him with a right. shotgun. It's and terrifying. Junie gets very upset and cries and asks that we skip. And yet, she wants to keep watching roadie rat because mm. she loves the rat so much.
0: Loves the adventures of the, c- the cooking rat. Yeah. Do you have a? Do you have like a is skip at the safe word? Yeah, skip, yeah. So like skip get, is skip is the safe. word. Get it out of here. Yeah, yeah. 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 That's cool. Safe word in other places too. But like skip. Place there.
1: <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, so so Totoro, you know, just to you know, as a as a uh, Totoro does not have any moments that we have to skip. Interesting. End, you know, I think that Juni picks up on the fact that May is lost. It's lost.
0: Yeah, May's lost at the end. Right. That Um, is a little scary. Have you ever been...
1: It's a little scary. It's a little scary. But it's not... It's not... I I think that Junie, mercifully, is not old enough to really appreciate how scary that is. Right. So I think for her, it's just... She sees Satsuki being stressed. She sees Granny being nervous. But she doesn't it's not in sort of internalized as like a scary thing for her. Mm-hmm. So mostly I think that Junie experiences my neighbor Totoro as, um, just as like a series of vignettes about, you know, young girls and this forest spirit and cat bus sort of magically comes in at the mm. beginning of the en- or the middle and the end.
0: Uh, Junie, do you, what do you think about the, the scene where they're waiting for the bus? Cause I feel like, yeah. Do you have any, would you like that scene? Yes. Yeah. What would you do? What do you? I feel like that scene is so hard to really articulate why it works. What do you, what is your favorite part of that? Do you like a moment that always makes you laugh?
1: There's, we skip to that scene. You
0: skip, you just go right to it.
1: Oftentimes, yes. Oftentimes, yes.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Do you like the part where he jumps into the air? Because you were jumping earlier today and you sort of reminded me of Totoro.
1: Oh, you remember that when Totoro jumps and shakes the trees? Yeah. oh so <laughs> so what she's, she's reenacting yeah she's reenacting the jump and there's also we're very into when totoro grows the grows the acorns mm, yep. into a tree yeah he does that movement or
0: er, oh right up
1: with the umbrella
0: yeah yeah he yeah.
1: likes to reenact that that's what she's doing right now for the listeners yeah
0: that's cool i was thinking that the, that would—that's like basically a noise music scene. Is Totoro like he's really? Yeah. I feel like someone could edit that to have it play some harsh noise when the droplets hit his oh, umbrella because yeah. he like reacts in a way that is so yeah. bizarre. <laughs> he,
1: he really, it, it really speaks to him. Yeah.
0: Um, and Junie loves the Totoro roar.
1: Junie, can you roar like Totoro in the in the mic? Whoa! Yeah.
0: Yeah. What'd you say?
1: Totoro. Totoro. Yeah. She's, she calls him Totoro.
0: Totoro. He's got those the big belly.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's um. It's hard to ch- pick a favorite scene. It's cool that I've never talked to a two-year-old about Totoro because I also got into it as an adult. Maybe not an adult. I was still a child, but I was a teenager, and I didn't, you know, hang out with anyone younger than sure. A certain age. I used to babysit. Uh huh. Not any, anyway, I, I sort of. Babysit. Yeah, you're going to have one of those tonight. Yes. Yeah. But yeah, so this is really amazing to hear just right out of like, because May is what, three? Or do they say? I
1: think she's supposed to be
0: like two or three? Four or five. four. Okay, so older.
1: But, but, but similar. And, and I think that Junie, th- so, so May's first big scene where she's on her own, so mm-hmm. she's at school. Yeah. Um, May says to her dad, I'm off to run some errands. Mm -hmm. Junie will frequently um, grab my knee pillow from the bed, which has a little strap on it, put it on like a purse and say, Dad, I'm off to run some errands. Wow, Life imitates art. Yeah. She's she's starting um, a very proud uh, tradition. Well, she's continuing in a proud Mm -hmm. tradition of people who Uh, script
0: movies. Of errand running. Yeah. (laughs) Do you think that this movie is... Is interesting in that. Does Jun- Junie? Do you like doing chores? Yeah.
1: Mm, I don't think Junie really knows what chores are. Okay, most we, of we do clean up. We'll say clean up, clean up. Do you remember that song? Yes. When we say what so you like the
0: song, go? can you sing us the clean up song?
1: Clean up, everybody share. Everybody nice. do your share. That's the last. Oh, song. that's everybody nice. Everybody do your share. I feel like yeah.
0: Dad doesn't do his share in this movie. Nope. I mean, he does almost destroy the radio or whatever in the opening. But like the first that that scene, he's basically just makes them like do everything for him. It's really weird. Yeah, he's a weird dad. I used to think he was a good dad, and this watch, I was like, he's sort of a weird dad.
1: Well, I think I think there's many things that he does. I want mama. I want mama. Okay.
0: You want mama? It Any last be, words?
1: It might be time for bed. I think that's what yeah. it would be time for. I want mama. Okay. Anything you want to say? Maybe goodbye, friends.
0: Bye, friends.
1: Great. Anything else? Goodbye. Okay, I'm gonna take her up to her mom.
0: Okay, we're back. Wow. Um, yeah, that—that that was the daughter's perspective. I don't remember what we we're talking about, but
1: is—is—is um. <laughs> is, is the dad good? Is is they good?
0: Great, because yeah. this is. I already recorded *Spirited Away*, and one thing I want to get out of the way is that I thought the dad ass in that movie was a fluke, but uh-huh. there's some prime ass shots in *Totoro*. <laughs> which you know, I was I was I was watching *Totoro*. The when we
1: watched *Totoro* 48 hours ago, we were with another friend, uh, female-bodied friend, and she said uh, that he's a Dilf. For sure. Really? Yeah.
0: She was very into him. Interest that's amazing. I would love to talk to them as well. Cause to me, I'm not attracted to this one. I was not super attracted. People will listen soon to the Spirited Away episode. Not really attracted to him either. This Dilf, if you were to call him one, he has like a body type like mine top side. Uh huh. And then uh-huh. just like just huge ass energy on the bottom. And It's wild because like it might be just the pants. Maybe he's wearing like zoomer pants.
1: Well, it's it you know, it's it's a uh, it's depicting the 50s and, you know. Right. So you could say this dad has kind of got some Don Draper energy. Yeah. Um that's not true. not at all, but maybe in body.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so I yeah. don't know. I mean, Dad has got cake. That's great. He does. And I guess yeah. that scene maybe that's true. The scene where he just like doesn't father at all and it just lets his daughter run away for a whole day. Yep. Maybe he is just like Don Draper and just like sitting at his desk, just smoking and thinking about yeah. Because it's he works as a professor. Yes. Of archaeology. Yes. It's just like and he gets lost in his papers.
1: Yep. It's it's that scene is is him at his worst. Well, I don't know. There's he, there's several there's several moments where he's not great. Um, but that idea of just like okay, I'm sending my daughter off to just... She's four, and she's going to run around. And I can tell you, Junie's two. In In two years, there's no chance that I'm just going to let her run around my backyard Wait. for an entire and
0: morning. You, your backyard is entirely fenced in. Yeah. And we're, I would never do that. And we're talking, like, magical forest with sprites and, and fairies yeah. and Totoro's, and he's just like, hmm, oh, yeah, I can't do it, Don Draper. <laughs>
1: I don't know if I can either. I've I've only seen I think maybe like five episodes of Mad Men. In my oh, head, so
0: I just we just rewatched it. Not bad. Okay, not bad. Pretty good, I'll say. Okay. I'll maybe I'll upgrade it to a pretty good. Great. The ending is so fucking bad. Oh, I hate people are going to listen to this and be outraged. Maybe, but the last season is some of the worst television ever. To and like to just spend so much time in this world and then to get that, I found it really disappointing. Wow. Yeah.
1: Well. You're you're all about the controversial opinion, right?
0: I, I'm not. I just have them. <laughs> I was born this way. I know the controversy around not being attracted to Mr. Totoro.
1: <laughs> oh, um, oh, the, the are we talking about dad? Or are we talking about the actual Totoro at this point? No, the
0: dad in Totoro because he's. I've I I feel like this has been a journey so far. I've watched a few Miyazaki's. I have. As I've, I've noticed that this year, all the Miyazakis I've watched, I've really had a hard time connecting to. Hmm. Interesting. And I don't know what that means. In some, Maybe I'm sort of in the middle period where I'm no longer at all childish, uh-huh. but I'm not yet a dad. So I'm still finding, like, it, maybe it's just like totally not going over my head, but just sort of like going around me. Sure. Well, I mean, I, mean,
1: I, have, I, can, I can get into sort of like the
0: why this movie meant so much to yeah, me. Yeah, I'd love um, to hear it.
1: But should we should we finish with the dad? First yeah, let's for a second.
0: He, I think that's part of the reason why. Because so I remember reading like probably an Ebert review or some reviewer uh-huh. is just like, I can't wait to hear that if you have it pulled up. <laughs> I'm sure we can bring it up. But it's like <laughs> the whole like so many American critics had the same take, and I'm sure I did too when I was younger. It's like, wow, this movie's like conflict free, and the adults are on the side of the children, and it's such like because if this were a Spielberg movie the kids would be fighting against the the dad and there'd be this whole conflict about like ET where it's like kids versus adults. And isn't it refreshing to have like kids be on the same team as the adults. But honestly, I find that this is like somehow even worse that they're, they feel so separate from each other. Sure. Well,
1: I mean, something that I would say about this movie is that I think that it's fiercely, fiercely from the perspective of the kids. Like, you really so so for example, like mom's in the hospital, right? right that's a big plot point, yeah, we have no idea what that is. does I she have know. cancer, has she like broken a bone is she like there there's no, this no, is no justification this is given no bone. totally over the head, um and it's like you know that never gets addressed, there's never a point where anyone is like talking about it um. Like, there's a conversation that, that Satsuki, the older sister, has with Granny, who's not her Granny, the, like, neighborhood old lady who, like, kind of adopts her, because is not home. Yeah. Um, and, and she's like, what if she dies? And, and Granny has, like, the, referring to her mom, and Granny has the worst line ever, which it's is so bad. <laughs> which is, how could she possibly leave such sweet girls, which just, you know, just sets us up for, you know, sets up a child for a world of trauma. Like, oh, my mom died because I'm not good enough. Right. So horrible. horrible. I noticed
0: that too. (laughs) I was like, holy shit, your mom is going to die. Well, she she doesn't though. No, no, I mean, but eventually. Like, whether it's this episode or next, you know, it's like saying that, how could your mom die? Because she'll, like, why would she ever leave such a wonderful (laughs) child? It's like, yeah, it is going to set her up for that day to be like, oh shit, she just got sick of me.
1: Yeah. But it's like... It is. It is just such a movie from that perspect, from the perspective of the kids, and I think that that's part of why there's a disconnect. Like, so for example, there's a line early in the movie, like their first sort of encounter with the sprites in the spirit mm-hmm. world, is they they find soot sprites, which are just these little balls of like dust, I guess, yep. that are that are animate, and. Um, you know, May tries to catch one. And when she shows it to the adults, it's just like dust in yeah, their hands. I love that scene. It's a that, that scene, scene is so
0: cute. Fantastic.
1: And I, I think that somebody someday will turn the backing track into like a nice lo fi beat that could play on YouTube yeah, for an hour. That's true. It's really incredible <laughs> shit. The
0: music is really amazing in this movie. So good. It uses very weird choices, it has like electronic elements which is, it's mostly orchestral and then there's like these weird yeah. electronic beats that like yes, exactly. come in and exactly. it's like, oh, what the hell so is going good. on?
1: But like, but, but, but so yeah, so I think, um, you know, the, the because the narrative is so fixed in, in its viewpoint, um, I think you... You basically don't even
0: see any of the adults out of the context of the of being around a kid. There is one scene; it's the well, final uh, that you know it. You know this movie by heart. The final scene, basically, when is, Dad and
1: Mom are talking in the hospital.
0: Yeah, and that yeah. isn't that the last scene of them like blowing tutors with <laughs> with, with Totoro <laughs> up in a tree.
1: Um, well, that's that's a little bit before the. Well, maybe that's the final final, but I think. It go Like, I think that from their ride home from the hospital, it goes into the final song, which is the montage of, like, Reunion with That's Granny. true. Yeah. Um, and then it goes into the credits, which are the, like, mom comes home from the hospital, they have a new sister, eventually. Um, they're kind of just living their life in this fun village. Like,
0: oh, whoa. Village. You know, I'm going to be honest. I stopped. Oh, my so, God. Because here's the thing. I, um... I guess I got a little burnt out on, like, mid-credit and end-credit shit. So I'm like, if it's not in the movie proper... Interesting. ...does not exist to me. Interesting. Okay. So I end at the point where... You start seeing a credit. Yeah. Yeah. And I saw Granny, and I was like, fuck this. I'm out. <laughs> There's <laughs> well, credits happening, Granny. I don't give a shit what's happening to Granny, because that's not real. Well, Who knows yeah, what this is? Yeah, There's yeah. no... I mean, what the fuck's happening? There's all these credits over Granny?
1: If you, If you if you watch through the credits, it is the happily ever after. And what I like about this happily ever after is that it's not like, I don't know. It's not like a pair paradise utopian, um, happily ever after. Like there, it's like these almost like stories told through images, mm-hmm. um, which I guess is what a movie is. But, um, <laughs> Just like single, so the, but single they're just images like of frames, like, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, of of like mom bringing home a baby, um, or or May and Satsuki meeting a baby. There's a scene where like this baseball team. It's like a boys versus girls baseball team situation, and Shit. Kanta is like in the middle, like wants to like help Satsuki, but is too. Is Kanta the little freak? Yeah, who lives next door? Yeah. The yeah. little uh, who. who whose own mom calls him such a dirty
0: boy yeah which is so funny filthy little freak he's totally gonna be he's fucked up i don't know what is his dad gone well there is
1: uh his mom closed fist punches him in the
0: head when he's just because he's lost his umbrella yeah yeah it's, Um, it's fucked
1: and his teacher hits him in the head too when he's like staring off into space right and he's
0: totally gonna be soft boy fuck boy sad boy he's (laughs) he's sexual i mean obviously he's very young in this movie but the way he treats his girl neighbors he is not preparing himself to be a good partner well i I think
1: i mean i think he's got a he's he's fighting uh from uh what's the what's the phrase he's he's got a long uphill battle to go clearly Mm -hmm. because of his no yeah. dad, no dad. Um, getting hit in the head by mom and teacher—that's not great. He, we first meet him. He's
0: unable to speak to Satsuki from within ten feet of her. Uh, embarrassment, yeah. Rage, misogyny. We're not yep. sure what is happening. But he, you know, the eye maneuver that he pulls out later in the film. Which maneuver? It, it stuck with me when he's like, she's biking and they're like, we're going to go visit my mom at the hospital, and they're like, oh, uh, that's so nice. And then he just like he, he pulls, pulls his, his eye down, eye down like, <laughs> dude that yeah. is I don't you I don't care what else you do that is not cool but what's funny is you know his, uh, the dad
1: says I was just like that as a boy so,
0: this so that's kind of connects is, nicely for you yeah I feel like Miyazaki is not a great person well in let's... some ways I mean I've I've already gotten a little ahead because I did the Porco Rosso episode which was strange and I'll let everyone the listen what? the Porco Rosso I've never seen it okay He's a weird guy. And the way he, oh, like, I like that he has strong women and girls as main characters most of the time. But then when he gets into gender, it's so old school. It makes sense. He's fucking an 80-year-old guy. Yeah, he's pretty old. And it's like, but it's like, I, I see him in the red pig. I see him in this dad. I see him in the boy. Uh-huh. Like, the way he thinks about men and women Yeah. in, in these ways. It's really fascinating to see, like, such a... And I don't know, I'm I'm not... I remember that still being a part of our culture. Uh Uh-huh. Like, boys and girls and being awkward and embarrassed as kids. Sure. Do you remember that? Or is that... Yeah, oh, oh, definitely. I think it's a... I think many people experience that. So it's a real... I think it's obviously a real thing, and he's capturing that. But then he's also, like... He has small heroic moments where he, like, is chivalrous, you know?
1: Yes. Well, I think that is Kanta, that, like... When the chips are down, he'd rather walk home in the rain and, and give Satsuki and May the umbrella. You right. Know? He when when May is lost at the end of the movie, Kanta is like really running around the town trying to find her. Yeah. Um, he like he's too small to ride a bike, so he's come up with this like amazing way to ride it sideways, which is very cool. Yeah.
0: I think that's honestly just sorry to interrupt, but like that's Miyazaki at his best. Like these weird details to yeah. so like visually represent things that. Happen in the real world, and to meticulously animate a small child biking a bike that's too big for him is like. To I don't know why he thought of that, but it's it's, it's really incredible. wonderful. Yeah,
1: but it's but I think that also like Kanta to me when I when I think about him is, is like he's he's a goober. He's like he's kind of a fool. He like doesn't really know how to talk to girls, obviously,
0: and but but the heart is good, and I think it's that's what I was saying about being a soft boy, though. Yeah, is like. I don't think the heart is good that you, oh, would, that you would give up your umbrella because you're still too scared. Like, I don't think that's nice to be mean to yourself, even in the service of others. I think he has a lot mm-hmm. to learn. Mm-hmm. I think the nicer thing would have been to offer to share the umbrella. Sure. You know? call, sure. Get an Uber on the way, something. <laughs> but to, like, be mean to yourself because you're too afraid but still want to do nice things. It's like you always have to, like that's where soft boys come from is when you, like – be cruel to yourself, you sort of see love as a conflict with yourself rather than a giving gesture. And I mm. see a lot of problems mm. with this guy. This guy was really freaking me out this whole movie. Conta? Yeah, every scene with wow. Conta, I was just he's like...
1: Only on screen for like...
0: Yeah. He, seven minutes? He terrified me. Oh my God. This be scary, man. I, the Cat Bus freaks me out. Really? I love that so cute that Junie loves the Cat Bus. If the Cat Bus was like the 66... I'd wait for the next one. Uh, I would never uh, venture onto the cat well, bus. Well, I think, I think that that... Well, this is this is sort of getting on, I think, what's
1: what's really at the heart of the movie for me, which is that there's so many moments in this movie where you expect conflict to come, where you expect it to be scary, and each time, the, it turns out, it, we just have this moment of, like, there's, the only thing that we have to fear is fear itself. Mm. Cat bus isn't actually scary. Totoro isn't actually scary. The wind isn't actually scary. So
0: you're saying... I still have things to learn.
1: That that might be the message. Wow. I mean, it. Well, because it's it's. Uh, I think that it's just, and it, it all kind of comes together in the end, and which is why I find it so powerful that, mm. like, you know, I think that the girls get pretty scared of Cap Bus when they when they meet. Yeah, they them at the, <laughs> when they enter, right? Definitely. It. it um. And and yeah, Cap Bus saves the day. Cap Bus is the one who finds May. So it's like. That that things that we are so afraid of or seem scary can actually yeah. be friends if you if you give them that chance and if you put yourself you know put yourself out there I think is a beautiful message
0: yeah which is so interesting that I still love I love this movie but the masculine energy in this movie is I think it's still in the form of the movie it's still a thing to be maybe not afraid of but rep like cap you learn is oh this is a, a helpful cool thing that's weird and totoro is huge but not scary but like the dad is really i mean obviously he's distracted his wife is in the hospital he's got a job but like he's very weird dude and then what's his name kanta kanta also a very weird dude and as like the two male people in this movie it's like they don't represent masculinity in a way that's healthy I don't think.
1: Yeah. Well, let's let's go back to the dad for a second. Yeah. Because I don't
0: feel like we really all we talked about was his fat ass. Yeah. And how some people like to fuck him. Yeah. Um. Well, well, actually, you didn't weigh in on that. How? What do you think about him as a sexual object?
1: You know, I think body be banging, but there's just something about <laughs> <Yeah>. the <laughs> hair and the face that it, that doesn't do it for okay. me.
0: Okay. So you're into the sort of scrawny. He seems scrawny, but. In his Thick?
1: in his like hot, in his in his tub scene,
0: you know yeah. he doesn't
1: he doesn't seem
0: that skinny. Okay, yeah, interesting.
1: In the in the tub scene, he he seems like totally good shape. Okay, so, yeah, he's he's
0: I wouldn't say he's built swole. yeah, but I don't he's no. definitely he's, he's just a healthy average. Right, he's a menace in that scene. Yeah, well, that scene is nuts.
1: Well, he's loose cannon. <laughs> that is that is a bizarre scene very strange but so i i think if here's the here's the charitable interpretation of the dad okay which feel free because to a, you're a dad feel free to knock down no so, that's how,
0: i'm i'm here to enjoy where you are um <laughs> i have a lot to get over i mean i like you as a dad you're a very nice dad thank you i've had bad history with dads understandable so you there are know, many I, bad dads yeah and he's so yeah tell me about this dad because to me he's just like he's not a bad dad but he's not a great dad
1: yeah well i think part of it is and i think i i read some stuff about miyazaki talking about this movie saying that like he really that that's such a big current of it is like a nostalgia for like post-war japan Mm -hmm. in the in the rural areas and sort of like going back to a simpler time simpler way of life so i think that this idea of like kids you know kind of being free range kids and i think there's a similar thing in the united states too where You know, around this time, kids could kind of just go off and be in the woods.
0: Sure. I think that's the MAGA. Like, that's honestly probably what most people think about with MAGA stuff is like that era of America post-war. Well, well, I
1: think, I think with the MAGA stuff, it's that there weren't any people of color or immigrants. Yeah. You know, exactly. it's like,
0: no, this is a white dream. It but just, like, just Kids so frolicking that, in your neighborhood. And, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Just, um, yeah.
1: I don't know what MAGA would have to say about Totoro. That's sort of a, a
0: an interesting spinoff that we might have to think about. I don't know. I mean, I think they'd like it, right? It's about family. It's especially with the, do, wait, did you watch the dub or the sub- have you seen either both? I mean, so I I, I watched
1: the uh, the like Disney,
0: uh, dub. So you watched the one with Fanning, yes. And I don't even know who else was in it. Two Fannings, I think. I think you're right. I th- yeah. I just thought I saw a double take. <laughs> I thought they were trying to yeah. trick me, but it's L and Dakota. Dakota, yeah. That, those are the only two that I knew. Who do they play? The oh, sisters. The- they played the sisters. Dakota is Satsuki, and and L is May. Wow, they're pretty good yeah honestly i think they're great i thought that, i made mean, do you think that they've got like kid laugh because the laughs in this in the i watched the dub this time because for me this has been i think i think at this point i've seen the subs so many times the original language that this would be fun to see yeah because they get some heavy hitters for the later ones too i think the later Miyazakis. yeah
1: yeah ponyo is ridiculous yeah that's liam neeson tina fey um, Matt Damon is in there to give 10 lines of dialogue all combined amazing he's it's like bizarre he's like,
0: yeah yeah because um, Howells I saw Howells in theater and I did get to see the dub and there's like Billy Crystal and Whoa. Christian Bale and yeah it's just like yeah. they get Miyazaki's a heavyweight but this is early and I think yeah. the Fannings were maybe not quite as like sort of celeb casted they actually just did a really good job as being girls yeah I honestly thought these were children <laughs> well, that's good, right? Yeah, yeah. It, it was really good, and yeah, the very I felt very much like I was watching kids do kid stuff,
1: and I and I think that's that's really what they were going for. So, yeah. okay, so let's let's focus in on this dad for a yeah, second. Yeah, he's charitable big. case. Yeah, so he's it's the fifties. This this idea that we would now call negligence um, is not necessarily considered that then Mm -hmm. it's sort of like the social thing at the time of like kids will go and hang in the forest. Now, personally, as I said before, could not imagine letting a four year old hang out alone in a forest, much less, or even my backyard. So bad, but he has this, he, he talks about like why he wanted to move to this, you know, kind of rural area, even though he works in Tokyo and it's because of the giant, Camphor tree, which I don't know if that's a real kind of tree or not. Hmm. Um, I don't. You could do some quick, yeah, research. Um, <laughs> man, I'm getting chills actually hearing that in person.
0: um But he, do you want to try? Wow, you get an award. Did I? Did I do it right? Well? You did an amazing oh, job. Wow, incredible. Josh doesn't even do it that good anymore. Whoa, yeah. Um.
1: Well, oh here's here's a sidebar. Um, I can say this now. When we were originally in talks, you know, when our, our people were talking about potentially guesting for a movie series that shall not be named, um, I had this idea because I have been a listener since Shrek, since Pirate Lords, oh, since wow. the whole since since the very beginning of this iteration of the podcast. You hear that,
0: everyone out there? You can be like Nick. Yeah. Well actually yeah. you can't. You, well, can, you can try you can subscribe go back. to the patreon and
1: listen to the back back catalog wow. is what i have to say thank you um but i had this idea to do a bingo card for all of these different things that you do like doing research um would be on the bingo card mm-hmm. um josh talking about a uh you know, sort of like the capitalist dystopian hellscape of the United States mm-hmm. would be on the bingo card. Talking about you being a vegan would be on the bingo card. Yeah. Anyway, that's I the, thought that's it,
0: Honestly, that's the center. Everyone gets that one. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, thought, I thought it'd be cool. So maybe, maybe someday in the future. That'd be nice. Yeah, please. I'll have to, I'll have to go back through the catalog myself and, and find some more things for the bingo card. Now that I've revealed some of them. But I like that the veganism is at the center square. (laughs) Anyway, um, dad wants to move them there because of this tree. And he says about the tree that it was from a time when trees and people were friends. And he, throughout the movie, is is very much encouraging of this, like, ask the Totoro. Talk to the forest spirit. He He is. He is... at least at peace with nature, he is not trying to fight nature, he is not trying to um, bend nature to his will, which which is, I think a feature of modern masculinity. the idea of mm-hmm. like man must shape the world around to fit him. so I think that this idea of dad friend of trees is very, I think a healthy masculinity for me um, yeah but but really I, I see him as sort of also perpetually talking about not being afraid and being excited to have adventures so like you know in the tub scene which is a wild scene you know may is a uh, or satsuki is afraid because it's really windy and it's an old house and it's really creaky Mm -hmm. and he has this psycho laugh the dad does he is a total joker in that scene yeah like Kick Joaquin Phoenix out. He could he could play Joker in the next. Yeah, movie get whoever
0: this guy is. He yeah. was honestly the dub is not. A, he is not a great actor. I think. Yeah, I, he's he's very. His voice doesn't do a lot. He feels like he's reading. Yeah, yeah. where yeah, the other actors, even the kid and granny, they feel like they're acting. This yeah. guy feels like he just called in to read <laughs> <Yeah>. some lines. <laughs> yeah. But maybe that's but, just the dad energy. Yeah, he brought. <laughs> yeah, but
1: he um, but but his message though is that is that if you laugh at something you can't be afraid of it which you know there's some there's some joker vibe to that but i also appreciate <laughs> yeah i also appreciate the idea of trying to
0: instill a value of not being afraid of things yeah i think it's sort of the same vibe as granny being like your mom's not going to die because you're great it's like the opening scene is two tiny girls almost pushing a house over so they're not wrong that this house is very old and might blow over Yes, and just to be like, ah, don't worry about it. Like, yeah, <laughs> I, I, I sort of dig the vibe, just to like not worry about it, be very present. But they might be onto something that this house could use a little, a little, um, you know, some bolstering.
1: Yeah, he has a he has a funny line where, like, um, where when Sotsky says this house is gonna blow over, he says, "Oh, that'd be kind of a problem since we just moved in here." Right.
0: <laughs> That's sort of like <laughs> I don't really understand. It's sort of like that line to me is it either is just some weird shit from him or the like Rosetta stone of his behavior where it's like, Hmm. does he actually believe in this shit or is he just being an aloof dad who doesn't give a fuck? And it's so hard to know because that line right there is like, wow, that would be a real shame if our house blew away because we just moved in. It makes no sense and it's dismissive, but it's, but it's pretending to be like engaging with the conversation so when he's like, "Oh, I'm," you know, "I love to live in a haunted house." It's like, is that real? Do we trust this character, or is he yeah. always just like in another world?
1: Yeah, I mean, there. Well, so if we want to talk about his bad dad moments, like the sleeping in late um like so late that he's not able to like make breakfast for his daughter who's going off to school and that school aged daughter has to make his breakfast on right. her way
0: off to school That's like That's if, bad dad. If he were in a like drunk in a like a short story from the 50 like that's just like that's a b- awful shit to make your your like 5 year old make you lunch. Yeah. Cuz you just can't be bothered. Yeah. Losing losing May T- twice. twice in one movie.
1: <laughs> Losing May twice in one movie and uh, making Satsuki make the breakfast are, are the low lights for me for this dad. Yeah. Um, and, but, you know, so something that I think about sometimes with this dad is, you know, how did we get in the situation where May gets lost, right? They get a telegram that says, call the hospital right mm-hmm. away okay, cryptic message, could have been more specific hospital. Right. Are we talking heart attack? Or are we talking um, things are all good? Cold. Cold, as it turns out. So Sotsky ends up doing the responsible thing, where she calls her dad, and yeah. her dad calls the hospital. But we don't actually see the conversation where dad calls Sotsky back. Right. And we know that he did. Yeah. Because Sotsky then is able to, like, report back, it's just a cold, blah, blah, blah. But... That conversation is like kind of a critical thing for the dad's character if you cared about such a thing because his tone, whether he's reassuring, whether he's dismissive, whether he's patronizing, like that tone will tell you a lot because it's an actual moment of high stakes. Mm -hmm. And instead, because it is such a fiercely, you know, child's perspective movie, that isn't actually what we're focused on. Dad is nice if aloof. Maybe, um, but he's not at the heart of this story at all, right? So whatever he said there, don't give a shit. Yeah, or at least that's what Miyazaki's saying. Uh huh. Yeah, my interpretation.
0: No, it's that's I think it's true. I think he's in it. I'm sort of wondering if this movie might be more interesting if there were no parents. I don't know. It's mm. bo- it's it's good both ways, but it's sort of this like this watch. I was like, this dad is so weird. I don't really understand what he's doing in the film other than maybe being just like a representation of a pretty typical dad. Yeah. Which is like there he actually does care, but he also cares about himself and he's busy and his mom, like, is it like, is this that his, like the mom, like the fifties woman role is just not part of his life. So he's like, Oh, I'll sleep in. and, And of course my, you know, uh, eight year old daughter will make me lunch.
1: Yeah, I, mean, I I also wonder a lot too about like something that Miyazaki talks about too is that this is supposed to be a very like a, a movie that has a lot to say about Japanese culture, mm-hmm. and honestly, that's something I know next to nothing about, so I can't true. speak to it. But yeah. like, I, how how an audience in Japan is supposed to receive that, I don't know. But I I, I got to imagine that that's a part of it because I think that there are. Well, I mean, I think that there's gender stuff in every
0: society, but um, wow. I'd That's- be interested to learn more. <laughs> That's nice of you to think. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. So I think nature, though, is his, he, he's, I, if you buy it, that he cares, like, yeah, he's he's an interest. I don't know. It's like such a weird statement to like, this is like back when humans were friends with the trees. So... We spend the entire movie in this, in this rural part of the world. So we can only imagine that they're like, I, I think it's a very cool choice that we never see city, Yeah, city family.
1: And he's, he,
0: he works in Tokyo. We know yeah.
1: that. So it's like, dad is going to Tokyo every day. Right. Or well, every day that he teaches or whatever. Yeah.
0: When he's not too drunk, yeah. you know, <laughs> when he has to call out. Should we should
1: we talk about Totoro a little bit?
0: Yeah, Totoro is uh king of the movie. <laughs> yeah. He is really
1: It's all about Totoro.
0: It really is. He's like when you first meet Totoro, I love that the you go from sit sprite to little Totoro to medium <laughs> Totoro and then you're like, "Oh, big Totoro is going to be, you know, like uh an Ewok." Yeah. But no, it's like full upgrade to just it's giant lump of fur in the middle of a tree well
1: that's what may says she's like are you a giant soot gremlin
0: yeah exactly yeah yeah it's it's a fun way to think about like again that's why this movie is so childish is that it it really does speak in this language of just like everything is just they're all totoros yeah (laughs) and she like in the in this dubbed version she's like oh your name's totoro and now everything i've seen before this is just different versions of you uh-huh. <laughs> it's cool. It's like a, such a nice touch that there are not different species. They're all just different Totoros. I love that. Yeah.
1: And and I love... I mean, speaking of like the the sort of the fear thing, um, Totoro can really only speak in roar. And one of my favorite shots of the whole movie is the inside of Totoro's mouth looking at May From the beginning? From when you first meet him? From when you first meet yeah, him. Yeah, that seems wonderful. And he And he has this giant roar. And... You know, it's it's such an interesting this this movie is such an interesting counterpoint to all these other like kids adventure movies where if you see a giant furry beast looking thing with its mouth open roaring at a little girl
0: Mm -hmm. from especially from that shot, you would think, oh, he's going to eat her. Right. But the cool thing is that what Miyazaki understands what all the other animators understand is that little girl is Totoro. And after hanging out with Junie in her two-year-old state for the first time in a few months, it's like screams for no reason. Yeah. oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Is not scary at all, and it's like it's so funny that Miyazaki's is like, "What if I put a four-year-old girl into <laughs> a giant fur ball?" Yep, yep, and just that's a really good point. Yeah. Loves getting scratched under the nose, and yep. just like his his pleasant responses to things. It's just uh, he's so great. Or they? I don't know. He's—they're not gendered.
1: Well, interesting.
0: Interesting. Oh, wait, are they?
1: Well, so so. Dad.
0: <sighs> Can we trust Dad though? Or, or here, sorry. <laughs> dad what dad, dad say?
1: uses he/him pronouns to talk about Totoro. Okay, but I think that's, in in yes. our house, in our house, we use they/them for. Dinner. I love
0: that. I think I also because I saw this movie when I was obviously wasn't a dad when I was a teenager, but I think I had bad dad energy, just living with a bad one for so long so i i I put masculine energy onto totoro but i think watching it now it's like this is just uh, like this this is uh, i mean everything is genderless i think to a point but totoro definitely embodies just certainly yeah certainly um maybe i should have gotten a different gas i'm sorry but like a queer reading of totoro i'd love to have talked to someone about that yeah
1: no definitely uh they're (laughs) I think you could have many different readings of Totoro.
0: Yeah, that's yeah. true. Tree reading, um, dad reading, Japanese culture reading. Sure. Uh, yeah, and queer reading. Yeah. Would you? Do you find any sexual attraction for a Totoro? Is there a tilf happening? <laughs> Maybe tilb. I.
1: I'd say I'd say for me no, but it's one of those things where I could I could I could see how someone could go there. Yeah. What about I'm you? sure what about there's you? fan
0: fiction about Totoro.
1: Well, that's... So that's something that I think is also, like... I, I had the thought... It, it hit me one time, what, and I don't know one of the countless times I've watched this movie, where it's like, oh, I wonder what
0: weird corners of the internet have mm. done with this movie. This movie... this Totoro is literally everywhere. Yeah. Like, it became its own thing. So obviously it is in the darkest, worst places of the internet as well as being at Hot Topic. <laughs> God. (laughs) I don't know what's worse. (laughs) uh,
1: Probably the darkest place of
0: the internet, but I don't know. I haven't been in a hot topic in a while. Um, I think, um, no, I don't find Totoro's to be sexually attractive, but I do find, they give off great, I will not even say friend vibes, but just like friend of friend. Like, uh, a random person I'll meet once, never hang out with again, but had a cool time like in their basement listening to music. Yeah. I do see like noise artist Totoro a lot. I really think he's, or they're into... Uh, cool shit oh no doubt i mean the uh
1: the little uh bag of acorns wrapped in a leaf that's that's yeah,
0: pretty that's, awesome yeah that's some bespoke totoro <laughs> shit <laughs> but totoro is cool totoro is a magical totoro is really i think that's why it's nicer to use they them pronouns because like the dad i feel is pretending to be into nature and totoro just is represented like right, just the representation of nature sure. and the distinction there is felt and clear that humans as much as they might attempt to appreciate it i think the aging out like granny's like oh i used to see soot sprites and i don't anymore and this idea that you sort of as much as you pretend to love nature as a dad you're not you'll the closest you'll ever be to nature is when you're two Mm -hmm. and -hmm. from there on you're just slowly growing away from it
1: yes and i think like i think that there's an appreciation at least from dad and granny that they speak to, whether, whether you choose to believe it or not, where they, where they continue to kind of like direct their kids back to it, you know, like dad supposedly is moving there for the nature, granny... Right, um, but he's
0: obviously not. He's moving there so that he can like be close to his wife who might be dying. Well,
1: you know, I, I, I don't think that that is necessarily the case because... It's a long way to get from the house to the hospital on bike or by walk.
0: They have a car. Or, no, that's just the mover's car? It's a mover's car. Okay.
1: Which is also incredible because it's like a three wheel, like basically overgrown bike that they have like packed all of their stuff in this incredible, like giant tower. I do like
0: that. They're afraid of the police. Yeah. That's a, that's a funny, uh, opening line. Yeah. Um, and also like, yeah, when, when's what's her name says, no justice, no peace,
1: defund the police. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, yeah, I, I don't know. It probably is another strike against this dad that he, uh, moved his girls, uh, into the country, uh, high, like, wedged under a desk in the back
0: of a moving vehicle i feel like miyazaki must have experienced these things as a yeah, kid he must have like, yeah, this that's that's i think rural america too from that era is just like sure a hundred kids in a truck yeah. on the highway <laughs> yep yeah god bless america yeah um oh god i can't even say that like anyway whatever um you just did. How did it make I, you feel? I guess I oh, I want you to cut it, but I know that you won't. I won't. I you don't, don't edit anything. Don't anything. <laughs> no, no, it's all staying in. Damn. Well, anyway. So we're getting to it. There, we've. I am curious who your MVP is. If you do have, if you had one picked out from when you first saw it, or has it changed? Well, who's your MVP?
1: Well, I feel like it. It almost has to be Totoro. Um, and I feel like we, that's sort of the easy answer.
0: It I is. Can't say Totoro. But I also can see other answers too, because Totoro is like almost as distant as dad in a lot of ways. Like comes in, hangs out, but also just is like a force that they don't even really understand. or Doesn't don't, want to be
1: seen sometimes.
0: Right. Like, was that a dream? Yeah. Like I could see like, oh, did I see my father this morning? Or was that a dream? Like no. they're, they they have not actually a similar sort of vapor existence to these children which is cool that adults and spirits exist in the same way to a child like that imaginative thing that you do where you make up stuff and it feels real Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. can feel just as real as an adult where like when you're a kid you're like you don't even understand age at that point sure so like uh, you like think old people like someone who's 15 is like ancient. ancient yeah yeah so like i think that's a very cool take to have like totoro be as much a part of their life as dad and none of them are all that connected to them. They still are very much their own people just sort of exploring and then going back and exploring and going back.
1: Well, I could I could say um I I know that Junie's MVP is is May. Hell yeah. May um, is incredible. And May is really the straw that stirs the drink because it's her sort of like she basically initiates every plot point of the movie.
0: Like Yes. I what do you think about the fact that they use the same getting lost melodrama twice in the same movie.
1: Well, do you think that's
0: laziness on the filmmaker. Do you think that's like, did you like that? That's like, Oh, she gets lost once. No problem gets lost again. Maybe this is the problem. Or what do you feel about that scene? Second time? Well,
1: I mean, I really just saw, saw the first one as a foreshadow. Mm. I mean, she's maybe lost for lost for 15 seconds.
0: Like, well, that's because Dad was bad. Yeah, at being exactly. Dad, she was lost yeah. all day.
1: She was lost all day, and, and <laughs> just really, no one. It's only because Satsuki notices. I
0: guess that's yeah. true. It's like, is, does if no one's here around to hear the sound, does it make a sound? Is yeah. a child lost if no yeah. one gives a shit? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um.
1: Yes, I, I mean, I guess, I guess, I just saw it as like a foreshadow, um, rather than, um, some kind of like a. Yeah, overdone thing. I mean, I really, I find that's that whole ending sequence really, really, really moving. And maybe it's that um, I have a daughter who, mm-hmm. as we've discussed, is just I, I feel like wants to be May and acts like May. Um, so I think May getting lost probably uh, feels different for me emotionally than maybe in you know some other movie goer. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that it's just really, really well done. Like the stakes are so obviously clear and just like, yeah, I don't know. There's something about when they find the sandal and, yeah. and like
0: granny is like praying
1: on the sandal. Like, right. That,
0: that hand motion is really well done yeah really
1: well done and when you watch this movie over you can see may there's a shot of may grabbing her sandals Mm -hmm. and it looks really similar it does i Um, i
0: honestly yeah i remember the first time i was like they did a good job
1: that's that that looks a lot like may sandal and um and there's something about the relief that um that -hmm. you feel when it's not may sandal and then the relief when when satsuki is able to get in and see totoro And like the feeling of it's all going to be okay when she rides away on cat bus. Yeah. And then you get just a series of beautiful reunions. You get, you know, the, um, the May and Sotsky reunion, which is really, really beautiful. Yeah um you get the corn and mother reunion corn and mother which is She's, like that one that one doesn't really hit me quite as hard for some reason maybe it's that the mother is like a totally underdeveloped character she has a, um, she has a kidney bean shaped head like, too yeah. she she also has a five head if we're being yeah real. exactly like, it's like
0: just her forehead has got some insane stuff going on do not know what happened yeah. with that one they're just like miyazaki just like this is what mother looks like yeah. And i was like really yeah yes
1: what kind of mother did you have like,
0: oh she was a bean <laughs>
1: yeah
0: <laughs> my mother um, was a bean
1: but then like you know the last the last reunion the last shot is is granny um hugging may and crying and you know tears streaming down her face and yeah you know i i love granny like granny's a really weird character um she, she is and speaking to this theme of, like, things that you might be afraid of, when you first meet Granny, right? they're That's, immediately afraid of her because she looks kind of like a troll. Like, she just, she's just yeah. got these, like, kind of giant eyes and, like, a, a, a very wart. distinct wart, yeah. and, like, she's very hunched over. That
0: scene is so real. Like, when, when May comes out with her hands straight out because yeah. she's captured a, <laughs> a sit sprite, and then there's this strange woman yeah. in her house, and she's just, like... Fuck this. I'm gonna go somewhere else. And then she's like, oh no, everything leads to this troll. Wow. <laughs> it's a great moment. It's I it's think wonderful. he captures that really well.
1: It's one and, and but like the the that they can get over that kind of initial fear and develop this relationship with granny where they love her like an actual granny and that granny loves them. Um and I, I really read that as like this is not just a neighbor who's happy that like everything turned out okay for her neighbors. It's like she loves those girls. Yeah. And, you know, the the joy and the relief on her face when they're that reunion at the end is another just like really moving
0: thing for me. Mm-hmm. I think, and I know this is silly that I am giving Miyazaki notes, but... Please, no, no, no. I he, personally he think him. the scene where the two adults talk should have been scrapped. I think the May getting lost because she wants to deliver her mother corn is such an incredible storytelling device where it's like all this drama. It's so dramatic. It's like so amped up and it's all because of this fear that goes almost entirely unspoken except for these moments at the hospital. And I feel like maybe it's because it's a kid movie and you want to sort of make sure the stakes were at least articulated. But I think that the articulation of May being scared about, death in a way that she doesn't really even understand and she just like wants to feed her mother this food yeah and i think if we'd never seen i don't know i don't really know how to make it better but i think that if you want to do this as a kid's movie he captures what it's like to be a kid so well why not get rid of those scenes where it's adults like let's just get rid of scenes where there's no kid yeah and see what happens well i think that might be the only one I think so. And I think that's my least favorite scene in the movie where it's like, oh, you just have a cold. You know, the kids care. I'm sure the kids feel things that we don't know. And it's like, yeah, we just fucking watched My my Neighbor Totoro. (laughs) We know that they care. So I don't know what that scene really accomplishes other than to just sort of diminish. Like, it's so big. The kids are so scared. They're doing stuff. And then it's like, oh, no, it was all small. It's like, I think as an audience, we would understand that. Okay. Um so yeah, let's uh are you asking Well actually, well, who's your MVP? This is just like a regular episode where Josh is just like I'm sleepy, I need a poop. <laughs> we we so, have a we have a very important Lord of the Rings watch party together. Yeah. Here. So uh, yeah, who's your MVP? You got it you've mentioned a few. Yeah. Who are you going to land on? You go first. Wow. Okay. I am ready to give the cap us the MVP. I've learned Fucking from the discussion it. that I should overcome my fears and as much as I hate and am terrified of the cat bus, I think that is worthy of getting the award. Wow. I love that.
1: Um, I am going to go with may.
0: Yeah. I, I
1: think that, that she, she initiates every point of plot or every plot point. Um, either one. I love, I love how much may loves her family and wants to be like her sister and her mother, but also is like pretty fiercely independent. And like, I'm just going to go off to run some imaginary errands and just meet a giant forest spirit. And like, the only thing I care about is meeting more forest spirits. So.
0: Yeah. She's fucking rules. This movie would have been, if it had just been, what's her name? Satsuki. Satsuki. story. Like she needed may may yep. was like the, like, ah, brings this movie to life. And yeah. yeah, absolutely agree with your, your chick pick. Um, are you asking so this this is a weird question i don't want it to be like do you want kiki's delivery service like what would you like do you want another totoro like do you i know totoro is everywhere we've talked about it like can you imagine a sequel that would make sense i i do yeah yeah
1: yeah no i want more
0: yeah i and it's like the little things in the ending credits tell stories that i'm interested in hearing about Right. It sounds like there's a lot in there that I don't remember because I stopped watching it years ago. So, like, apparently she has another, there's another kid?
1: Seems like it. I mean, there's a baby that gets introduced to them, so... Damn. Presumably?
0: I mean, My reading in the movie is that mom dies. Really? Because I don't watch the ending credits and, like, Ah. they're like, she had a cold a while ago and she had to stay in the hospital and, like, all this talk about, oh, it's just a cold, I'll be home soon... To me, I feel like mom's not doing well. Well, she's think,
1: on the way out. And this, this is, I think, what I'm what I'm realizing and learning about this is that I think that to a certain degree, about uh, and this is going to be a really hot take. Get ready for it. Um, it's almost as though art is subjective, and the <gasps> and that the things what? that we bring into a movie, such as um, me seeing my daughter in one of the main characters, um, or and your you, daughter seeing herself in a main character. Yep, certainly. Yep. Um, and and I think that you. Um, Bracing for a you know for for a bad ending with with mom, I, I think it's possible to watch the same art and absolutely like, take, take away the ending credits and and walk away me thinking like even without the ending credits I'm like oh she's gonna be fine
0: yeah everything's great I they're think that's with what's Totoro now they're with the cat bus absolutely I think that's what's so cool about this movie is that it literalizes fantasy mm-hmm. so that you actually don't really know is like is this an invisible friend is this a coping mechanism for something that this child can't get over or is this a real thing that's actually magical and going to make everything. Okay. Yeah. And that's why Totoro is such a cool movie is that it answers the question. I think you could answer it both ways. And cause it's all, it's, it's very real feeling. Yeah. Yeah. I'm also not asking one more down. I think this movie as weird as it is, is captivating. And I'd love to see, um, any adventure with these characters i think they're all very fascinating people even the dad like what a fascinating depiction of being a father yep so i'm totally on board for more totoro love it i guess we should just maybe go to hot topic or yeah some uh get tour and go to some weird <laughs> internet sites because <laughs> um, there's plenty of totoro out there
1: definitely won't do that but can't <laughs> we'll could, could consider going to hot topic okay um maybe we can go tomorrow <laughs> see if we can work on this yeah um, I will say so, Junie. The other two Miyazaki movies that Junie likes, or that we've watched with her, oh wow, so are the only two others that have the the straight G rating.
0: Let me guess. Actually, I don't. Who knows? One is Ponyo. That has a G rating. Yeah. God, yeah. I haven't recorded that yet, but fucking that movie scared the shit out of me. Whoa, Ponyo whoa. is disturbing Junie, little chicken. Junie, just ugh. Junie loves. Ponyo. <laughs> <laughs> Judy also sees herself in Panya. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Honestly, that's like the again, like the little kid energy wrapped up into this like yeah. weird fucking thing. Absolutely. Yeah.
1: Um, there's uh our our good friend, my brother in law Cooper Avello, talks about how he he finds the Ponyo song really moving because it's all about a platonic friendship that is based in love.
0: Yeah. And actually that's what I was gonna say about uh Totoro not being a, a, a tilf, but just like being a, a super friend. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh-huh. We are at. We gotta go. All right. Well, um, we were just called upstairs by Mother, and next week uh, is Kiki's Delivery Service. I think Amy wow. might be the guest. That's amazing. Um, I,
1: I will say I personally find the first 20 minutes very entertaining, the last 20 minutes very entertaining, and a lot of it just seems to be about teenage depression.
0: Wow, so you're going to try to get in on the Kiki's episode. Um... I might edit this out. I...